Before we get started, I'm here to tell you about B-Res Coffee Co. Made for gamers by gamers right here in Florida. If you like medium or light roast, try our Necro Medium or Holy Grail Light. Looking for something dark? We have Critical Dark and my personal favorite, Stamina Boost. And I haven't even mentioned all the flavors. If you like freshly roasted coffee, then we are your guys. Come check us out at www.brezcoffeeco.com. So we have a special treat. I don't know if I told you, but we're working on music right now, which doesn't exist yet. But mm-hmm. this episode, our intro music is going to be the first few seconds, first 30 seconds of the actual John Williams oh. title credits. Yes. So I don't think me and you are going to have marital banter. So we'll go ahead and play the music and get started. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I don't know if you'll hear this, but... um. I hear it on your channel. Episode three of the Jester's Court. And um, first things first, you'll notice that is not Mom Thulu in the other panel. That is the amazing King Kong Rong, who is um, going to talk to us tonight about Superman Returns. Hey, everybody. Yeah, for those who don't know me, I'm King Kong Rong, um, variety streamer here on Twitch. And um, I raise money primarily for Extra Life, along with uh, many of my friends. And, you know, Jester and I have mutual friends here. Um, so yeah, glad to be here talking about Superman. Oh yes, Superman. And dude, I was looking up to, like to prepare for this and hate all over about this movie, but no one could give you a specific problem. They're just like, I hate it for reasons. It, it's one. There was an entire group of pages. I swear to God, dedicated to Superman doesn't punch anybody in this movie, and I don't like that. Oh yeah, I read that too, and I was like, really? He hasn't. He has. So many other powers. Like, does does he have to actually physically punch someone for him to be Superman? I mean, uh, you know, I I get it. That's like a trademark move, right? Like where he just dashes in with his super. It's called Superman Punch for a reason, right? But you know, he's got his like heat vision, ice flight, super strength. Like, there are so many ways to express his super strength. Right. Like, um, right. when he was like. Actually, you know, it's funny. He doesn't have there. There are not a lot of like fight scenes in the movie, but there are a lot of scenes where he's lifting things that are getting progressively heavier throughout the movie. Was yes, it the, the plane, the ship, and then the the continent. <laughs> yeah, the whole continent. <laughs> the kryptonite continent at, at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that scene where he just took, uh, and I think you mentioned this uh, in your message to me earlier. 
uh, where he takes like the bullet to the face. I love, off his eye. I love that scene. And and part of what we're also going to talk about tonight later on is is the graphics. And mm-hmm. to see the visual representation of just how invulnerable Superman is, that has never right. been done better than that, that bullet collapsing on his eyeball. That Oh my god, that's such an amazing scene. I can watch it over and over again. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's like there are so many other ways that Superman can uh, can be depicted as a superhero, you know, rather than just getting into a fight with a bunch of thugs or, or other supervillains. If, if you follow the comics, if you're a fan of comics like I am, they learn that lesson over and over again. The Superman comics kind of gets where he gets more muscly, more muscly, and more active, and more active, and mm-hmm. it just gets boring because if that's your only story, there's not a lot to Superman. You've got to pay back right. and do other things. So, and I think that's what kind of killed it for a lot of people. This is that it's a more, it's more of a story. It's more a cerebral story. It's more about emotion. Yeah, I think and, a lot of people came in thinking it was like an action movie, um, and it really wasn't. It had some action scenes, but that's not what this movie right. is about. Right. It's more about developing a character we hadn't seen in twenty years on film. And I know. love that concept. I'm sorry, right. I love that, con- that that Superman coming back after being gone to a world that's like moved on, so he gets to be an alien all over again. Like I love that. Yeah, and Lex Luthor, like he really harps on that in a couple in a couple lines, you know, really um, trying to isolate him, alienate him, if you will, um, trying to speak at his like moral core. Right. Yeah. You know. And I. So, yeah, like- I- Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I like personal issues with him aside. He ends up being kind of a scumbag, Kevin Spacey. But Kevin Spacey's portrayal of Lex Luthor, oh, so good. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Knowing who he is now, uh, after watching it again, that made that made his villain role that much more impactful. Because I'm like, wow, I don't think that guy was really acting. I think he really was a kind of scummy. Yeah, not as much as you would le- you would like to have le- believed when you first saw it. Right. I think uh, he did. He he brought he kept the humor in it that um you saw in the original movies, but he let he brought a level of crazy that they just didn't get. Yeah, and I, and I did, I did read the, some criticism comparing him to Gene Hackman in his original roles, Lex Luthor. Um, Rather than reinterpreting the role, he was kind of just a more over-the-top Gene Hackman, which I don't really think is, is a fair comparison, because that was so long ago. Um, also, this is supposed to be in the same thread, in the same universe. Mm-hmm. So, to right. some extent, he does need to, you know, th- there needs to be some connection. I mean, Brandon Roth, as Clark Kent, spot on. And I, and I count that as a plus. Because you watch him as Clark Kent, and you're like, is that Christopher Reeves? Yeah, right. He, he does bear a strong resemblance. <laughs> but, you know, I think this was like one of his first movies coming out, Brandon Routh. Oh, yeah, like, he was, he was nobody at this point. Yeah, and that probably hurt him a little, because nobody knew who he was. Um, but, like, seeing his work now, like, I love watching him in Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and actually has a hilarious role in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you got another shake at the at, at the super, superhero area because I I like him a lot. Right, and I think he was very lucky because uh, given the criticism of the movie, that could have like knocked out his career. But yeah, he got a second, and, and he got a real second chance uh, on the Flash when he had when they had like the crossover. Yeah, and he became Superman again. 
I'm like, oh, there you I go. That because I'm a huge fan of Smallville, and they had the Tom Welling was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a great. I'm clearly my shirt. This is, I am a Superman fan, and <laughs> um, yeah, they really. Uh, I mean, the producers at Legend of Tomorrow, like they really know their fan base because uh, when he came out of Superman, I was like, ah, there he is. <laughs> and you know, you want to compare. Speaking of comparing it to newer things, like. The new Snyder movies, I know mm-hmm. everyone loves it. I do not. They're dark and not just in story, like the, the colors are muted, but like right. it's, it's gray, it's it's not Superman. You this you you watch this one and you see like the vibrant colors and you see that is Superman. I love Harry Carville. I hate him as I hate the new Superman movies. <laughs> hate. Because it's too dark. It's just too dark. Um, yeah, they think they they want it to be. I think they're taking a cue from Batman. They want it to be like really gritty and. I, I think uh, it's exactly. I think they went. Hey, Batman made a lot of money. Let's make a movie just like that, but with Superman. Right, but like Gotham, and, um, <laughs> I mean, <sighs> I mean. The environments are, are so different. The characters are very different. Like I, I, I didn't see the point in filming movies in in the style of one character when there are so many other characters in there. Yeah, yeah and DC, that's they like to do that. Yeah, I, even like we talk about the Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow in that universe. And I know there are dark arrows in the comics, but I always mm-hmm. like the jokey Arrow better. <laughs> but you wouldn't see the jokey arrow anymore, you know, you because it's got to be Batman, but with a, a bow and arrow, and that's what that's what what um CW gave us Batman with Great. a bow and arrow. You failed this city, <laughs> <laughs> but I like the jokey arrow. Like uh, I'm gonna go back to Smallville, like the one like you think he was in Smallville. I like right. that arrow, and and yeah. it's in the comics like that too. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I do like the lightheartedness. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, some some of the characters, like Batman, they work in like a dark setting. But others, like the Oliver Queen character, because there's so many storyline similarities, you kind of have to make them different. Yeah, yeah. And that's you know again like with the colors and everything. Bring it. Superman is a at its core like just a, a symbol of hope. And I think this mm-hmm. movie did it very well, and I don't think the following movies have. Like, and kind of because they leaned into, you see now more recent stuff downplays the, the um Jesus is an allegory for Jesus. Superman's an allegory for Jesus, right? It you know, this movie does not lean away from it. They're like, okay, we're gonna embrace it. You can't get away from it. Oh, like I'm, when uh, he got his power back by uh, going into the sun with his arms. Not going into the sun, going into the sky and getting his yeah, recharging yeah, and, his batteries. Yeah, and the line, one of my favorite yeah. lines from the movie when he's flying around with Lois, and you know he he's talking to her about the article she wrote, and she, he's like, "You wrote that people, you know, don't need a don't need a hero, and every day I hear people crying out for one." Right. And um, yeah, that, that's heavy on the religion there. <laughs> it is, but it's in the core of the backstory, and you can't get away from it. I'm not a religious guy at all, but you can't get mm. away from that. I mean, the the basic backstory of Superman is man sends his son to Earth where he'll have special powers and be a symbol of hope. I mean, 
True. There's there there. And you can't get away from the allegory you there. You can't get away from it. Right. Right on. Uh, um. So f- turning that on its head, when you have Superman without his powers, when you know he lands, when he first lands on uh, uh, that Kryptonite island, and Lex Luthor sees the sweat coming down his head, and, um, and they were like, he immediately knows. Okay, I yeah, get this cue. That was his cue. Yeah. As soon as he saw yeah. that, that was, and that scene is brutal, man. That yeah, scene is brutal. When you have what's her name, the actress, like, like you know, you can see her turning because she's watching them just beat the mess out of them, and you feel so bad. It's oh my god, that gets you in the that gets you in the gut. Yeah, that that was uh, probably we're talking about like action sequences in in film with the Superman. The uh, that was probably uh, yeah the the more most probably the most violent one there. Which is funny because I think Man of Steel overcompensated. Make, make, maybe that was a too brutal of a movie, action wise. You mean where Superman snaps some dude's neck after like two yep. days? Yep. Yeah, I've, I've exhausted all my options in a day and a half. So. <laughs> you want action? Here you go. But uh, um, the, the whole. I, I like the way they develop. The character, and, and I, I think um, presenting Superman in this fashion um, rounds out the character a bit better than I think it has in the past. And again, like there, there are t- two decades have passed since we've last seen Superman movie, right? So, uh, I, I think this would have been a good platform for um, for a sequel in that vein, rather than going to Man of Steel. Yeah. And I get it, and I don't get it because it's not that this movie flopped. It, you know, it, when you no, I made mean, like four hundred million dollars, made its money back. It didn't hit a threshold that they wanted. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's why it got rebooted again. But it made money. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was the the studio wanted it to make five hundred million dollars, and it made four hundred. It cost like two hundred to make. So I'm like, you doubled your money. What? <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna lean on all this, you know? He sucked. No more, no more Brandon Ruff Superman. DC, you're gone. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that studio. Well, they, you know, they're starting to get a little better now. But I mean, DC movies in general have, with the exception of the Christian Bale Batman's, have not done well for a long time. Yeah, and you're seeing them do well now, obviously. And right, they're kind of fighting their footing with Snyder with the non-Superman properties has done great. Great stuff. Yeah, you remember uh, Brian Singer? He he directed those uh, those original X Men movies too. The first two, and then yeah. he skipped the third one to do this movie, and then the third one was the worst out of the three X Men movies. Oh, uh, I'm glad someone said that. Yeah, I was not a fan. So hey. yeah, because because Singer went, he took him, and apparently he took Cyclops with him because you know. Lois's boyfriend oh. is, is Cyclops James from Marston. the movies. That's right. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was a solid cast looking back at it. Superman Returns. You know, Brandon yeah. Routh, Kate Bosworth, Kevin Spacey, I, James yeah. Morrison, Frank Langella, Parker and, Posey. <laughs> and they had all these, uh, these throwbacks to the original movies and series and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
the old women woman that Lex bilks out of her money, that was the original Lois Lane from the movies. That's right. Um, the bartender, when he first gets back to Metropolis, that was Jimmy from the original movies. I mean, they brought, like, everyone who's still around and kicking, I think they stuck in there at some point. Uh. <laughs> you know, I never even noticed that. That's great Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Parker Posey, but I did not like her character in this Oh yeah, <laughs> you were you were listening to all the people in the movie. I was like Parker Posey. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, she she she's had better days. They didn't they didn't do a good job on that character. No, she was just a standard, you know, like um, woman in distress. Yeah. Now we have a hello, Kara. I'm not going to say your name correctly, Kara eighty seven, but hello. We have a a message in chat. What's up, Karig? Um, that's a good segue into the bad. Um, mm -hmm. the complaints about Superman being a little stalkery. Fair. <laughs> it's fair. He uses yeah. his, he uses his X-ray vision a little too liberally, looking through you know couples in their houses and. Um, well, you know he's a little lonelier now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then God bless him because they kept the line "I'm always around." I'm like, if you're gonna have Superman be stalkery, please don't have him say three times "I'm always around." <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping. It's not. No, no, that, that's a little uh, shady right there. I mean, uh, I get it, especially at the end when he figures out the kid. Oh, spoiler alert! From twenty years ago, the the little boy is Superman's son. Yeah. <laughs> But um, well, I, I get it at that juncture, but still, it's a little... What did you think of uh, the the actress who played Lois Lane? I don't think her a lot. And um, there was a lot of complaint about her, but, you know, because she was too young, or she she was too damsel in distress for Lois. I didn't get that vibe at all. I, I, I liked the way she portrayed the character, and I didn't think the character was too damsel-y. I think she stood up just fine. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'll agree that she wasn't too damsley, but she didn't really stand out to me. And, and I think that's... And I kind of expected a little more uh, classic Lois Lane being like this independent career woman instead of like... Um, I don't know. I think Kate Bosworth... I don't think she phoned it in. But I, I don't think that she really stands out as, as a great Lois Lane. No, if you want to compare it to the other ones, you're, you're, I'm going to be fair, and that's probably right. And um, I don't think she phoned it in so much as maybe she didn't connect with that character. Mm, okay, that's a better way of putting it. Yes, yes, and and I think it's hard to do uh, when it's like, I mean, I don't want to say age is a factor, but I think she's still like Brandon Routh, still relatively new to the industry. Oh, at, at the time they were in their early twenties too. I mean, yeah, I'm 41 now. I look at that like yeah, they were babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, plus acting with like Kevin Spacey, um, even before you knew about his little right, right. I think I would have been a little intimidated too. You know, <laughs> that scene where he's like, "Let me hear it, let me hear it, let me hear it," and she starts to say, "Superman will wrong," like, "Oh god!" <laughs> you can imagine filming that one and be like, "Sorry." I know. Uh, and, um, and to be fair, there are so many great Lois Lane portrayals. I mean, throughout the years. <laughs> It's it's hard to to it's gonna be hard to stand up to that, especially if you're like us and you know you love the girl from the '80s and you you know the Smallville Lois and even even Lois and Clark, I liked her. Terry Hatcher. I was just Lois. gonna mention that Terry Hatcher was one of my 
she's a she's a family favorite in uh, in my household. Like my dad loved her. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah. Uh, other thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say uh, to, to direct it towards a, a better performance that she had very little lines, but Martha Kent in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, I, I don't know if you if you have kids or not, KKR, but. Dude, as a parent, her watching her outside the hospital, like not able to get in to see her son, and mm. the way they did the music and the oh my god, that that was like the feels, man. I, I mean, yeah, tear to the eye, like oh my god, let let, let her in. <laughs> I get that. I totally do. No, I got two kids, five and two. Ooh, got it. Yeah, uh, I I did appreciate though the the hospital scene when he he came came back to the ground and uh, they were rushing him into surgery and like their their needles and scalpels broke <laughs> <laughs> they tried to defibrillate them and the, the, the electricity got shot back through yeah, and it was, <laughs> set, set the <laughs> machine on fire and the hospital started like going yeah. out of power so yeah I love that too because he's in the hospital basically all they can do is pull the kryptonite out and open the shades they're like uh, we it's like, all right. what we could do right? <laughs> 20 years in, in medical school and all, this is all I needed to do was get tweezers and because <laughs> <laughs> Matt you know that doctor you know the next day is on the on the talk show is like I saved Superman right right, right. He's like, <laughs> oh that dude's gonna that dude's writing a book I was there <laughs> <laughs> when do I get to see Geraldo right now <laughs> uh but yeah the, that was that was you know I also liked cinematography I know we wanted to go talk a little bit about the bad, but I I, I wanted to to just shout out the, the cinematography in that in that movie, um, like when uh, the kryptonite hits the water and uh, things are just it like that that pressure is rushing into uh, into the city, and it's like that that uh, that rushing shot going in in there, and then there's just so many great scenes. The the, uh, the, the plane one, I think that's still the epic. That is one yeah. thing, you know, when I was looking at people's gripes and stuff, that universally, even the people who hated the movie, that plane scene. Yeah. That plane scene. And it was great. And you're right. The cinematography, like, it's a beautifully shot movie. It's it, the graphics for the time, because this is early 2000s. Mm-hmm. The graphics for the time are amazing. I mean, it's not that far away from when they did Jurassic Park and you could see green screens. So what what they right. did with this movie was amazing. You know, it's it, it's probably one of the first viable superhero movies with good like graphics like this that like, kind of opened up the world for hey we can do some of these more complicated superheroes and do right. it pretty well yeah that, that plane scene and i keep coming back to that you know whenever i i watch whenever i go on youtube and look for um clips and it's i i, I think i've seen that clip maybe like a dozen times it's such a good uh, scene yeah plus yeah, at the they, end where uh, he's just Plus, at the end, where he's like, uh, he brings it down on the baseball stadium. Was it baseball stadium? I think it yes, was. Yes, it was baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, what do you do afterwards? <laughs> do you just leave it there? <laughs> that's, that's other people's problems, you know. <laughs> if you've ever watched The Incredibles, you know, where they, they talk about the dealing with the aftermath of superheroes, that's totally. Right. <laughs> there's people who'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> No, yep. that scene is great, and it's got everything you want from a Superman scene. It's got the dramatic running off and changing, and oh, it's everything. It's got oh, my yep. heart. 
Yeah, and I understand some people don't want formula, but there's a reason why the formula works. And you're right, that that is every every cut of that scene is every frame of that scene is like that's a Superman uh scene right there. So that's probably why it has such lasting appeal. Yeah. You're reminding me that I brewed coffee and it's sitting in my kitchen. I'm like, God damn crap. And oh, yeah, I no. sip, I'm like, I want my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't adjusted fully to the jet lag yet. And then Daylight savings hit. Um, At least yeah. it was the good daylight savings. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been drinking coffee uh, at night just so I can get back to my normal sleep schedule. <laughs> Have you been back for a little while, though, haven't you? Uh, about a week? About a week, yeah. So it's a six-hour time difference. Yeah, I had a family used to live out in Hawaii. It's, um... Oh. Air Force brought him out there. Yeah. Um, you remember where they were stationed? I do not. I was I actually went... surprised the Air Force had much of a presence out there. I always think of Hawaii more as a Navy town. Yeah, there's a couple of airfields out there. Actually, the my sister's wedding was at uh, one of the Air, Air, Air Force bases there. So um, it was uh, Bellows Air Force Base, which is on the, I think, east side of the island. Whatever, there were, like, lots of waves. So... <laughs> I'll have to ask him where they were. Yeah. But, yeah, I, we're kind of coming to the conclusion of, like, my prepared remarks. Mm-hmm. But, um, ultimately, jokingly, spoiler alert, if it's on this show, then I like I like it, so the, the court is gonna say thumbs up. But, yeah, I, I like this movie. And the people who don't, I don't get you. I don't really understand you <laughs> at all. You know, again, I, I think it's underrated, under or seriously underappreciated. Um, I think knowing... Uh, I think people have to take it into context, too. Again, I, it's been so long... I think people forget that there was no Superman uh, since the early 90s. Oh no, early it's the eighties, really, right? If you're if you're talking about movies since the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Lois and Clark was the T V show in the nineties, but yeah. Right, right. But um yeah. And even further back, if you take into effect what they considered canon in this movie, which was they forgot about the last two movies mm-hmm. that kind of killed the series for thirty years and just said Superman one and two, that's all that happened. Well, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's been um, thirty, forty years that they brought this this franchise back. Right, there's a whole generation of people who watch this movie not knowing what happened. You know, why Why did he leave? Right? So, yeah, now everybody knows that, you know, he, he, he had to kick General Zod and his troops out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, went back and tried to find Krypton and come back. Um, Can I say I love that, and this is not about this one, but about Zod from the original movies. I love that they casted the guy who played Zod, and I'm going to blank on his name. Terry Stamp. Terrence Stamp. They cast oh, him in Smallville yeah, 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 as Jarrell. Yeah, yeah. So they took him from bad guy to Superman's daddy. Well, that's one thing I love about the comic book universe is um, uh, in terms of the TV shows, like they love doing that, where they would they'll bring back actors who played a role in the same universe, bring them in and have them do Something in the current uh, in, in in the current show, like the Flash, I, I, when they brought in um, Barry's dad 
and he John, was a, and he was the Flash. John Ship. Yeah, he played the Flash like in the in the late late '80s, early '90s. I was a kid when that movie, that TV yeah. show was on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I was God, like, oh my gosh! Bad, do you want to talk about bad effects? Flash <laughs> as a TV show in the late '80s. Oh no! I mean, it's it's not as bad as I remember once seeing a Spider-Man something from like the '70s where it was literally oh. ropes, like like braided rope that he was swinging on. <laughs> this is my web. <laughs> yeah, we we come a long way in terms of uh, effects. Instead. Oh God, it, golden age as far as our lifetimes. <laughs> for real alright man well I appreciate you coming and hanging out with us tonight yeah thank you for having me I think um, uh, as uh, as we find more uh, films and, and shows to talk about uh, I'd love to come back on this was, uh, this was really fun hey if, uh, what I've told everyone is if you have something that speaks to you just come to me and you know we'll look at it for sure I mean I'm I'm playing an old game from 20 years ago for for Travis for um Old Man RPG. <laughs> what game are you playing? Um, Kingdoms of Amalur, Amalur, from the early two thousands. It was a oh. game. Yes. Yeah, I, that's that. No, wait, no, no, that was that was uh, Kurt Schilling's game, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. That's uh. that's what he wants to talk about. So I was like, okay, bet I've got to I got to go play the game again because I haven't played it since the three sixty. And all right. <laughs> All right, that sounds awesome. Um, housekeeping stuff, though. Obviously, this is King Kong Rong. You should check him out, and we're going to do a little shout-out on the stream here for him. Not that it'll show up on the patron, but still. King Kong Rong, you're not even in the chat. Damn. <laughs> Why doesn't it see you? I don't know. Sometimes you might have to, I might have to like actually chat, even though I'm lurking. <laughs> There you are. There's our man. Oh, that's why. Because I'm 25, not 27. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, I was going <laughs> to say it worked, but it didn't. It was go check out Unknown Twitch channel. <laughs> Let's go this guy. Hey, who is this guy? King King. Oh, it doesn't exist. I mean, if okay. it was an actual person, I would have followed him just for the hell of it. Look, now hey, it we have similar sounding names. Okay. Our actual co-host here... <laughs> Um, and guys, you know, it'll hit Patreon, this episode will hit Patreon tonight or in the morning, and then you gotta wait a week if you want it for free on the YouTube. Um, I just lost my whole train of thought. Man, again, <laughs> thanks for coming out, and, um, yeah, we'll definitely do another one of these, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you for having me again. Hey, everybody on YouTube and Patreon. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Take care.